Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wine and Women, the podcast. I'm your host, Sydney May. Here's to conversations with women for everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wine and Women, 2021 edition. We've made it, guys. We're in the next year. Here we are. And I don't know how to feel about it. (laughs) Um, I must admit, I'm pretty groggy for this episode. Um, You know, we just got through with the holidays. I don't know about anybody else, but I, I love the holiday season and everything, but... When you're in it, I'm like, oh my god, I cannot wait until the holidays are over so I can just get back to work. Um, Like, that Christmas to New Year's time is a struggle for me for some reason. It's really hard to get out of, like, Christmas mood, like, your Christmas zone, you know? And then you have, like, a few days, like, a few full days of work before you have to, like, really get back into planning the next holiday. I mean... Not that I was doing very much planning because I didn't do anything. I stayed home for both holidays, obviously. Um, Well, not obviously because some people, (laughs) they're like, "Eh, there's not a panoramic going on right now. I'm going to go to Miami or I'm going to go to Mexico or whatever. I feel like everyone on my feed is all over the place. (laughs) Uh, No shade, no tea. That's just, you know, some people are being responsible about it and some people aren't. Anywho's. Like I said, I didn't do anything, but I still am feeling like the holiday aftermath, you know, of just feeling like I want to take a nap like an hour after I wake up. <laughs> I don't know if that's just a Sydney issue, but I I doubt it. But anyway, happy new year, guys. Like I said, we've made it. I don't really have any life updates for you. Um, work is going decent. I am so ready to really, I'm just ready to work. Uh, That's just my mood right now. Like I'm over the holidays. I'm the decor is down. Here we are. I'm just, I'm ready to get to work. (laughs) Um, That's just my mentality. Like this is, as you will see, and as we will talk about later in the episode, this is a year of me. Okay. Like I'm focusing on myself and furthering myself in personal and career areas let's talk about the wine of the week this i'm starting off 2021 strong you guys i wanted to choose something celebratory even though there's not that much to celebrate right now we're gonna start it off on the right note anyway so the wine of the week is a camus actually now this wine is not the usual seven eight dollar a bottle of wine that I get from Trader Joe's. As you guys know, those are my favorites. I swear by them. Trader Joe's just has a great selection of wine. However, like I said, I wanted to start this year off strong and choose something a little bit more celebratory, spoil myself a little. So this week's wine is a Camus. It's a Cab 2018. This is definitely a more bold wine. Um, Something that you want to have with like red meat or steak I had a lot of steak this holiday and I'm not even a red meat eater typically but I had I think three steaks in December whereas I have a like one steak a year usually but um they were gifts so you know gotta get through that 
anyway, this wine is great for a steak dinner. It's very bold. It's right in the middle of smooth and tannic. It's more on the dry side, and it is a pretty good balance of soft and acidic. So nothing too crazy. Very neutral in that area. So I think the most common flavors, more people are noticing vanilla, oak, chocolate, and more of like a dark fruit. So like blackberries and plum. And then there's also some earthy tones, a little bit of, this sounds weird, but a little like leathery. Uh, Like I said, very, very bold taste to this wine, but it is amazing. I really, really like it. It's not something I typically reach for, actually, something so bold, but it is really, like I said, really, really good with um, when it's cut with steak. And especially since I'm not a huge steak eater, I think it's a really good pairing. So yeah, I will, of course, post the bottle, <laughs> the now empty bottle of Camus on the Instagram page so you guys have a photo reference. This bottle is a whopping $85. But if you're feeling like you want to spoil yourself for the beginning of the year because you deserve it, we made it to 2021. And whether we kind of fell into the year or we strutted into the, it does not matter. We still deserve to spoil ourselves. But yeah, it is definitely top, um, higher shelf wine. Like I said, $85. The average price is $95, but I have seen it on sale a lot recently. So if something you want to check out, feel free. Like I said, the picture will be on the Instagram page. All right. Now that we have got all of the highs and hellos and the wine of the week out of the way, we're going to just get straight into the episode. For the first episode of 2021, I thought we'd talk a little shit. (laughs) Uh, You know, start this year off right. I'm kidding. But I do want to chat a little bit about, you know, the kind of shit that I'm leaving in the year that must not be named. Some of these may be unpopular opinions. So I guess this is the perfect time to insert a little disclaimer. Um, Everything in this episode... These are all just my opinions. It should not be taken as fact, obviously. I just made a list of things that I would love to see a greater deal of us leave behind, but hey, a a girl can dream. So I'm just going to get right into the list of things that I will personally be leaving in 2020. This is in no particular order, but the first one that came to mind when I was writing this list was celebrity and influencer culture. I have to say that genre of people was probably one of the most annoying things of 2020 next to Trump supporters. But back to celebrities and influencers. With how they handled the pandemic from the very beginning to now, I just, I can't. I mean, I think it's so frustrating because I find it hard to believe that they're unaware of the power and influence they have over hundreds of thousands or even millions of people. So for them to purposefully and intentionally act the way that they did, well, still do, it's it is it's unfortunate and oh my god the constant unwanted headlines covering celebrities breaking covid guidelines that bombarded my feed like could you please stop like that's not a story it really isn't you know why are people still so surprised when a celebrity or influencer does something like that's you know tone deaf or tasteless I mean, like, what kind of expectations are we holding for them exactly? I mean, the bar is so low, you can hardly see it. So, but the worst part of it is, like, we continue to eat this shit up. <laughs> Why? Celebrity influencer culture is so far beyond reality. I can't believe the amount of interest it still holds. 
at this point, I think celebrities and influencers have to do something dumb or just outright offensive to stay relevant. And that's just sad to me. Why do we even call them influencers at this point? I just, most of them don't even want that part of the responsibility that comes with being a public figure. So any hoosies. I could talk shit on tone deaf and ignorant celebrities slash influencers for a while, but that'll do. And might I add, I'm not generalizing all celebrities and influencers because there are some that do seem like really genuine people and very humble, like Jim Carrey, for example. <laughs> He's my favorite public figure, so I just had to throw him in there, but he just tends to mind his own business and carry on without all the extraness of being a celebrity. And, you know, I don't think that he abuses his platform, basically speaking. So this brings me to my next point um, or next thing that I will no longer give my attention to in 21. And that is flex culture. This is a term that I was introduced to last year. Let me explain it briefly <laughs> in my own words. I mean, because it's pretty self-explanatory, but basically it's draining your bank account on something materialistic for a day of relevancy on Instagram. Like, that's how I would define it. Um, look, I know we all like to flex every once in a while, especially when we're feeling really proud of ourselves or feeling really accomplished. Like, no issue. That's totally fine. I mean, what I'm saying is, I guess the intent behind it is what matters. That whole flexing for the sake of flexing to, if your intent, your if your intention is to prove that you are better than someone or um worth more than other people like I just don't think that's a good look but those are just some you know little peeves of mine that I'm like refuse to acknowledge in the new year <sighs> okay now this next one dead ass leave this shit in 2020 I have no time for it there is no time for it it being performative activism I know I said celebrity and influencer culture was one of the most annoying things of 2020, but performative activism is right up there with the virus itself. Like, actually, if I'm being real, the performative activism came mainly from that group of people along with big brands. But anyway, BLM is not just a hashtag you can use to get woke points. It's not a trend and it's not a ticket to the fucking cookout. Like, cut it out. Why even do it if there's no genuine intent behind it? Because... The second you go back into silence and start posting your avocado toast of the day, you're going to look even worse than if you just took a seat, listened, and educated yourself. Do you guys remember the news anchor who posed with a hammer? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, I think she was trying to be all like, oh, look at me helping board up businesses. Like, she held that hammer for all of five seconds before getting back into her Uber and dipped. Like, <laughs> oh, it was embarrassing. Or... Or even more embarrassing, that one influencer who dressed like she was going to be in the background of some red carpet event, and she, like, held a sign, like, oh, Black Lives Matter. It was just so tone deaf and so embarrassing. Like, oh my gosh, it blows my mind that some of these uh, public figures, and I'm going to say public figures, like, to represent celebrities and influencers, these public figures can be so out of touch with reality to where they would think shit like that is okay it's so unbelievably insensitive so yeah I, I'm done with the performative activism like I no mercy if I feel like people are still gonna be on that shit but yeah it's just that whole like 
pick me girl or look at me mentality, like that can be gone too. Bye. No, thank you. Next. Oh God, I'm getting heated. <laughs> I'm getting heated all over again. Just like even thinking about this shit. Um, but moving on, moving on. Let's see here. Oh, oh my God. Can we please leave people who want to be oppressed so badly that they march in a target, which if that doesn't say anything, (laughs) please be gone. Like, leave it. You are not oppressed. You are not being stripped of your freedom by being told to wear a mask. COVID deniers, all that shit. Bye. No time, no time, no time. You are a whole ass clown to think that at this point, COVID isn't real, especially when we have citizens dying at record rates. Like, shut the fuck up up i feel like the people who are marching in target dollar sections are the same people that are trying to convince people that racism and white privilege don't exist but again that's just me (laughs) i feel like i just sped through that section like as if i was just really just trying to get it the fuck over with because like i said there's just some shit that we need to leave and not even acknowledge or give attention or energy to like the entirety of last year to an extent but Okay, now that all that junk is off my chest, I want to get into some more personal things, more positive, I should say, (laughs) things that I personally don't want to carry into this year. First and foremost, I am done making excuses. And what I mean by this is I feel like I tend to make excuses as to why I can't pursue a certain thing or try something new. And that has resulted in me limiting myself and my abilities. Like, like the biggest excuse I always used to, um, well, the biggest excuse I always use against myself is financial related. Yes, sometimes investing in your hobbies and careers means investing money, but there are so many other routes we can take that don't require us to spend money and, you know, I've, I've recognized how valuable time is, networking, learning, reading, and all of that. Like, it's so valuable because all of that shit is free. So, like I said, done with the excuses, especially using the lack of funds as an excuse. If you don't have money, make the time. That's what I've just had to tell myself. And to be completely honest, it's worked out pretty well for me. Easier said than done, of course, I know. But if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. Another big one for me is tailoring myself for the sake of other people's comfort or acceptance. Nah, be like we, I, I can't, I'm, I don't have time for it this year. Like we can't continue to grow as humans if we're constantly putting others before ourselves. I have a horrible habit of over explaining myself to others to make sure I'm not being offensive or insensitive, but you know, someone's always going to be offended or find something to be offended about someone's feelings are always going to get hurt and I have no control over that I mean hell I probably offended some people earlier in the episode talking about the wannabe oppressed so I mean I can't please everyone not everyone is going to like me and that's perfectly okay I mean I don't like a lot of people myself so of course there are going to be some people out there that don't like me and don't agree with me but I'm just tired of being you know, a yes man and always wanting to please others and do things out of the acceptance of others. Like it wasn't heavy. I I wasn't doing it heavily, but there are still some things that I have limited myself on for those very reasons. You know what I'm saying? I hope that makes sense. Okay. Next, giving other people power. Again, we're done with it, Sydney. Mm -mm -mm. 
No, I have always given other people too much power, whether it's over my mental or emotional space, even how I view myself. Like, I'm so over it. And as we know, like, this kind of stuff, it doesn't happen overnight. Like, these these kinds of changes take time, but they are definitely some things that I'm going to be focusing on and would like to see some progression in. I'm aware that this all sounds very new year, new me, but <laughs> but I do think we as humans naturally like that kind of stuff, to be honest. Like the whole new start opportunities and time frames or um, break points, rather. I don't know why, but we do. And after the year we just had, I think we deserve to start anew. Obviously, we are still in the pandemic and the aftermath of 2020 is still very much here, but I think that we all have a chance to gain control back over our lives. So that's what I'm doing. If 2020 has taught us anything, it's that life is precious and also too fucking short to not be happy and have love for ourselves and others. But if you haven't noticed, a theme with this is very me focused. (laughs) Um, This is the year of self-love, guys. Being kind to ourselves, taking proper care of ourselves, falling in love with ourselves. Because I think that if we all reach the level of self-love that we want, it will naturally pour out to those around us. And when you do reach that desired level of self-love you always dreamt of, don't fucking apologize for it. I want to love myself unconditionally and unapologetically. Like, I don't know what it feels like to be in love with myself, but I want to. I'm going to do that by filling my soul with things that I genuinely love and care about. Like creating in general is mine, like whether it's for the podcast, photography, whatever. I love to test my creativity in any way that I can. Like I want to do things for me and I want you guys to have that mentality too. So cheers to that. I'm going to take a swig. You know, I have a question for you guys actually. What is something that you've always wanted to do or pursue, but you feel like life hasn't allowed you to do that yet and really think about it in the purest way possible if it were up to you what would you be doing with your life like with no societal or financial limitations you know I've come back to this question several times throughout the past year like and I I have I still think about it I still think about it um you know I'm not saying quit your job and just wing it like no or not yet anyway (laughs) speaking from personal experience I think there are more efficient ways to go about you know going after the life that you want to live I mean we've all had jobs that we've hated and felt were meaningless because they weren't what we wanted to do with our lives years ago I decided that those meaningless jobs were going to fund what I really wanted to do with myself like lord knows I did not want to be frying chicken fingers for four years but once I took my life back and shifted my mentality positive changes and motivation soon followed. I was making money to keep a roof over my head and pay my bills and, you know, fill my fridge. But I was letting me working so much control my life. And so all I did was work. And so I was unhappy. And so once I shifted my mindset, I was like, because I, you know, I didn't want to, like I said, I don't want to fried chicken fingers. Like that's not what I want to do with my life. If that's what you want to do with your life, that's great like if that makes you happy that's great but it was not for me and so what I did I shifted my mentality and I was like okay what can I do with this time now that will benefit me in the future which was you know I started putting the miscellaneous money that I was spending on just stupid shit like forever 21 crap and 
fast food and blah, blah, blah. Like, cause I, you know, had this like extra money after I'd taken care of the things that I needed to take care of. But I was just such in a slump that I was just like in this endless cycle. So once I shifted my mentality, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to put money away and invest it towards the things that I actually want to do. And so with that, I ended up buying my first camera and then I just got to work. Like I even, my first photo shoot was someone that I was working with at the chicken finger place and it was great. It ended up working out really well. And now I am a photographer. That's part of my main income. Like I work for myself now. It's like, you have to do those things. I I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but you just, you have to do what you have to do so that you can do what you want to do later. You know what I'm saying? I kind of butchered the wording. I know it's said differently, but you, you get me, you get me. But yeah, I tend to go through those phases, like job hopping in a sense, because I have gotten ahead of myself a few different times that have forced me to retract and kind of restart, which I think is pretty common um, when you want to get into a more creative industry. Usually the creative arts and those kinds of things, it's really hard to find stability, especially when it comes uh, to finances. You know, I can't lie to you, but I have made my fair share of mistakes. But if I didn't, I don't think I would have had some of my shit together like I do today. I mean, it's not all together, trust me, but you know, I'm making some moves, honey. This kind of reminds me of another point that I'd like to make. Like, I think we need to normalize growth in 2021, along with allowing people to change their mindset. Like, allowing people who have made mistakes to learn from them and letting their actions speak for them. Like, I don't know why people refuse to let people grow. It is so silly. I mean, people spent all this time trying to educate or correct people by pointing out their mistakes, but turn around and then call them fake for changing their mindset. And, you know, they're pointing out their mistakes. And then when that person acknowledges and embraces the mistakes they've made and they try to grow from them, people are like shitting on them all over again. Like, I will never understand. I think we lost that last year specifically. Last year being the year of calling people out on their BS. So I think we need to carry that into 21, but in the correct way by allowing those people to grow and prove themselves, prove their growth, and that they learn. Because if they didn't, oh, it'll show for sure. But there are people out there, or brands out there even, who are really trying to own the mistakes they've made. But yeah, can we please allow people to grow and learn in 21? Okay, thank you. I think that's all I have as far as my input on this yearly transition. Um, maybe you guys agree or disagree. Either way, that's okay. But please feel free to share your thoughts and opinions with me on this. You can just go to the Instagram page or you can send me an email or story of like, what are some things that you guys are leaving in 2020 and what do you want to see out of 2021? I just felt like going about it this way instead of just <laughs> listing my New Year's resolutions. Like I just, at this point, I don't really make a list of resolutions. It's just a list of goals. Like I don't, I'm just not that one, you know? But I think acknowledging the shit that you want to move on from and leave in the past is also like really healthy. And it's a good way to like jumpstart a new mentality, a new, healthier, positive mentality. So, and before I let you guys go, of course, we have to do listener write-ins and questions of the week. So let's just hop right into the first question, which is, how do you balance a relationship and career in your early 20s? 
I thought this was a really good question because I personally found this to be challenging in my first long-term relationship. I noticed that when I was super focused and all about the relationship, my career started lagging and vice versa. I think having really good communication with your partner will help tremendously. Like you guys will hear me say that a lot because I strongly believe in good communication and relationships. I think that it is definitely if not the entire foundation, but a big part of the foundation of a successful relationship. If you and your partner already have a strong relationship with open communication, they should understand what's important to you. I mean, I think our partners should inspire or motivate us to be the best version of ourselves. Like, I, I love the idea of that personally. I mean, you shouldn't have to rely on anyone else but yourself for that motivation, but it is nice to have that in a relationship, you know? If you are finding it hard to balance relationship in your career, I would start by sitting down with your partner and having a conversation about it. Like, figure out what it is you both need slash want out of your relationship. Then share with each other the goals you have when it comes to your career. Like, that way you guys are, you know, like on the same page and you can, you know, you can go from there. So I think that would be my answer to that question. In this one, I've actually been getting a lot of questions in regards to modeling and I can dedicate an entire episode to that. Like I would love to talk about my experience in the modeling industry and um, more in-depth advice to aspiring models, but I just wasn't sure if you guys were interested in like a whole episode dedicated to that. Um, but if so, let me know after listening to this. You can send in your questions through the email or through Instagram DMs or whatever. But if you guys would like me to dedicate an entire episode to that, I would gladly do that. So, um, but yeah, the question is advice for aspiring models. Um, I think some of the best pieces of advice I have for aspiring models is to have no expectations, be okay with hearing no, never ever, never, ever, never, ever, ever, never <laughs> sacrifice your health because there is a place for every body, everybody as in people and then every body type in the industry. Like there is a place in the industry for everybody. Practice being in front of the camera and learn your angles and have a mother agency. I think those would be like my top, what is that? Five. I don't even know. Um, those would be my top things to share with aspiring models. Like I said, I would love to get more in depth about this if you guys are interested in hearing. I say having a mother agency because learning the business side of modeling is very, very valuable and important. And the purpose of having a mother agency is to make sure you are set up properly for bigger markets. Like a good mother agency will also help you find your place in the industry as well. Okay, and the last question is how can I go after my dreams with no money? Which I chose this one because I had already chatted briefly about this earlier in the episode. But yeah, to get more in depth about it, every dream is different and takes different moves to make it happen. We know this. But I think everyone pursuing their dreams will have to invest financially at some point. If you're starting with no money, then you have to make money. Like you just, you have to make money. Put in some extra time at your current job to make a little extra to put towards your dream. Like I said earlier with my example of being a professional chicken finger cooker, you know, do free work. Like I know no one likes to hear that, including myself, <laughs> but 
you know, I did a lot of free work in the beginning of my career and it has helped me tremendously. Experience can be just as valuable as money in some cases. Uh, Make time. You have to make time. Whether it's setting time aside to watch YouTube videos that'll educate you, reading, or even or even shadowing someone in a position that you would like to be in, like, you know, studying them, whatever it is. I mean, like modeling, I would pick out some of my favorite models because something that my favorite models have in common are how they present themselves to the public, uh, the things that they stand for, like, you know, like social issues. And I think they have a good moral code. They just carry themselves very well. So I would study those models and I would learn something from them. I was like, okay, so why are they like this? And how do they handle this um, kind of situations, the kind of jobs that they book, um, what their actual modeling portfolio looks like. So, you know, cause there's a, you know, there's different styles of like modeling and I know the direction that I want to go in. And so I look at some of my favorite models for those, for that inspiration. But, you know, like I said, all of that stuff is free. You can learn so much and all you have to pay is time, you know? So yeah. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed this week's little intro to the new year. And I hope you all had the best transition into the new year as possible. I hope most of you stayed home (laughs) so that next year we can actually celebrate with our friends and family and stuff like that. Um, I'm so excited for what this year has to bring to the podcast because I don't think you guys are ready. I have so many fun plans and I hope you all continue to join me on this journey. Like I said, Wine of the Week will be on the Instagram page. So be sure to give that a follow at Wine and Women Pod. The and is spelled out. I also created a Twitter for the podcast. I suck at Twittering, but I will put that in the episode description. So yeah, that's all I have for you guys. Thank you again. Love you so much. And I will see you in next week's episode. Ciao.